Uh, yep. Okay, then. Uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I didn't even know we were recording. Uh, give me one second. I gotta go. What are you talking to, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. I just had to take a call from somebody real quick. Uh, anyways, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or just so happen to find this recording, and welcome to the Marvel Men Podcast, where a bunch of us nerds talk all things related to the MCU 24-7-365. I'm your host, Alex Carlo, joined by my co-host, Zach Benicillo. Hey. And Tommy DeVito. hey Yeah, uh, and yeah, sorry about that. Just I had to take a call from a certain somebody. Uh, I believe it was, uh, oh, funny enough, I just got a call from Colonel James Rhodes. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, uh, he, yeah, he actually told me the, that, that he actually uh, that he actually fired Nick Fury last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we have, looks like we have to follow up with that this week. Basically, yeah. If you guys, um, if you guys, yeah, and in case, in case if you guys were wondering, uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, I, I think he, I think we got cut off for a second. Uh, yeah, yeah so gonna... in case if you were wondering, uh, what that whole pre sketch thing was like, that's that's just a setup for what we're about to get into for today. Yes, because if you haven't seen by the title of the episode by now, today is our spoiler review for the newest episode of Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Season one, episode three, titled "Betrayed." Yes, and now if you have, and now Zach, um, would you give us the rundown on on for those who have not seen the episode yet, like what they should do? Okay, what they should do. Okay, what they done is is basically they had to stop a unite stop a British royal. I mean, if they haven't seen the episode, what should those who haven't seen it who are listening right now should do? What what, that's what we mean. You should watch it right now. Yes, exactly. So yeah, we're picking where we left off last week. Okay. Oh yes, we're halfway through Secret Invasion now. We have yeah, yeah, basically we're at the halfway point now. So so let's get right into it. So but but we may as well give you the spoiler warning right now. And like we said from before, if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it on Disney Plus, then come back to this episode to hear our full thoughts. You got that? Good. All right. Let us begin, boys. So obviously we remember the twist from last, the ending of last week's episode was the fact that Fury is married to a scroll. And of course, the biggest question we had from that episode was, does he know she's a scroll? Short answer, yes. Yes, it's it's a very simple yes. Her name is Vara, but her actual human name, get this, is actually is in the form of Priscilla Fury. Yep, that's her human code name, but her scroll name is Vara. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. be calling her Vara because that's what everybody's been calling her. So I'm just gonna go by Vara. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, but also we get a flashback scene to the year 1998. Fury meeting Vara in a diner. And Varg gives him information on a person named Dracoff. Now, immediately, yeah. some bells should be ringing there because if you saw Black Widow, you'll know I that that means Ivan Dracoff, the leader of of the Black Widows, and the person running the Red Room. Oh yes, Fla- flashback to Ray Winstone's character. <laughs> yep, 
Leather Battery is talking about his daughter, Antonia Drakoff, a.k.a. Taskmaster, but I don't think so, given that it was 1998, and Natasha probably would have been, well, Antonia, yeah, because Natasha had to have been a kid by this point, and she was a kid, and Antonia was a kid, when Natasha and Clint were on the Budapest mission, where they had to blow up Drakoff, which didn't work. Yeah, so anyways, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you this, guy's. Secret Invasion episode three though was definitely not what I was expecting. Yeah, not what I was expecting from episode one though. But yeah, it was kind of, I'd say for probably the slowest episode I'd say, and because like we get a lot of like we do get an interesting amount of information. Like Gravik also name drops the machine. Does confirm our theories from last week? That machine will give a scroll the ability to copy powers as well as faces and voices. Wait. As them, Super Scrolls. <gasps> we fucking and, knew. And I may as well, may as well channel Peter Griffin from Family Guy going, ah, 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 he's safe, he's safe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so and basically. Yes, that, that was me doing a, an actual Peter Griffin in, in, impersonation. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so I, I, I thought I'd, I thought I'd give it a try. Not bad, Peter. <laughs> anyway, I, I I've actually done it better than me. No, that was my Joe impression. Oh. Yo, Peter, I'm handicapped. Ah, gotcha. But anyways, back on the rails here. Before before we go way off track. Um, so we see the Skrull Council, who of course who of course they've all taken up disguises as uh as you random people. Yes. And trust me when I say we see them with Gravik, and and once Gravik name dropped the word Super Scroll, I was we were like called it. I was like, yes. So basically, yes. And apparently, Gravik may have already used the machine on himself. Well, I'm sorry, we, we know he did because one of the things Gaia was looking at last week was Extremis, which he used this power because Talos, because he meets Talos, and they're in like a museum cafeteria. And of course, he also gives a fun, which I made this funny joke. And he's saying, "And keep my daughter, and ne- from now to the end of the time, you'll, my daughter's name will never enter your mouth." I was <laughs> like, "So keep my daughter's name out your fucking mouth." Man, Tails was channeling Will Sarah Smith. Will Smith on this one. Yeah, clearly he saw the Oscars. Twenty two. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Tails, you I had to make that joke. Wow. T- Salos, uh, you, you... Yeah, so he flat out stabs Gravik in the hand. Yes. And then Gravik pulls his hand out from the wound. He doesn't move the knife. He pulls his hand, leaving like a giant like cut. Not even cut. Look, look at his hand is like halfway separated. And his hand glows red and it heals. That was the extremis. The one yes, that, that, that was the extremis Yes. So meaning, if he, if he, I don't know if he has all the Fantastic Four powers right now. Or the or the substitutes like we know they're subbing in the invisible woman's constructs for ice constructs and the polymorphing for Groot's power. We like we know they're doing that. So basically, saying, you know he has the Human Torch substitution, which is Extremis from Iron Man three mm-hmm. that Aldrich Killian was using. So Wait. he healed himself. So he already used the scroll, the machine on himself once. So he basically is Super Scroll now. We don't know well, if he has all the powers. We just know he just has one. Well, we're pretty sure he's probably going to get uh, another later on. 
by the trailer, yes, he's going to get the group yes. for the polymorphing, essentially. But yeah, that was insane. That was pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, the banter, we get more banter coming from Fury and Talos. And like they make up. Wow. It reminds me a lot of Sam and Bucky. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, just picture them as like as like an older version of Sam and Bucky. That That is essentially what they are. Oh yeah, and also because because if you think about it, Taylor Taylor's wouldn't have been in the position that Fury was in right now. If because because let's face it, if Fury wasn't ascending the ranks in Shield, then Taylor's wouldn't have been uh in that whole story right now. Not only that too, but also just keep in mind too that Taylor's is older than Fury, and Bucky is older than Sam. Wow, I'm like, seeing significantly a lot of older. Here. Significantly older, not only that too, but also one of them is a military man, that being Sam and Fury, and the other one being a former military man, Talos and Bucky. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, the parallels here are uncanny. Wow, the parallel Man, we are really getting some mileage out of those par- parallels tonight, aren't we? Yep. Indeed we are. But yeah, I just love their banter. Like, even Fury actually apologizes to Talos. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, then he calls, what was it, Sonya? Yep. So he calls Sonya, and if I think it's come on, I've already used one apology today. Yep. I, th- I thought that was funny. Yeah, and now, and now here's the other big thing. So now here comes the biggest one of the episode. So Fury and Tails were infiltrating. They were infiltrating this mansion owned by this character by the name of Commodore Robert Fairbanks, who Bob. turns out and Fury kept calling him Bob. Yeah. Who turns out he's actually a scroll imposter in disguise. Because That's the real one is being kept is being kept in like those pod things, those mind probe things that the scroll that the scrolls. And and the thing is, because the person they get this information from is from Gaia, who's giving it to Talos. <gasps> oh, Gaia, you see. So Gaia is the one the betraying is talking about. The betraying Ooh. title refers to Gaia Man. betraying Gravik. Yeah, and also Gaia being Vara betraying Fury as well, because by the end of the episode, she's talk- she wants to talk to Gravik. And she wants to get a gun, too, from, like, a safe deposit. Like, I thought she was going to kill herself, I'm going to be honest. Just oh. the way she's holding the gun, it made me think that maybe she was going to shoot herself. But nah, no, that, that's, that's too easy. I know. I mean, but, like, we can just tell. So, like, she's been through a lot, because she wasn't blipped. She had to deal with Fury being blipped. Then he came back, and then he's, like, constantly disappearing. So it's more like she... I guess, like, going back to who she was before Fury. Well. Person to change you. Yeah. So much for the whole, uh, happy marriage kind of thing between Fury and Vara. Yep. And also, I guess people were wondering, too, why Vara was in her scroll form until Fury came in the house last week's episode. I think now, given seeing this episode, that she was in her human form almost the entire episode... I think it was just just a just so so the audience could see us could see that she's a scroll, so we could physically see it instead of just saying she's a scroll. It's like show don't tell. Actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. That's a better one. So I think it was one of they meant for that so for for our audience to see that, and then she turned to her human form so they could save money. Mm-hmm. Hence why most of the scrolls are in human form. Like Gravik is in his human form. Yeah, Gaia is in her human form. Well, for most of the episode until spoiler alert, 
She gets confronted by Gravik while trying to escape, and then all because of a sudden... Because he gives Talos... Because basically when Fury and Talos go to confront Bob, they... Or Squirrel to, Bob, we, we yeah, can call to him get that. The, to get the password to stop, because apparently Gravik has Bob on the mission to command the Neptune submarine to fire at a UN airplane. Basically, then all, it's called World War Three. But then all of a sudden... Crisis averted. Because Gaia gets the passcode because when they're confronting him, Bob basically... Oh, first of all, when Fury is is like in, in Tales go there, and Fury's holding the gun to Bob, he legit... I could tell by the way he was acting, Samuel L. Jackson was pulling out his Pulp Fiction role. Oh, yeah, he's really channeling yes. his, uh, his inner jewels from Pulp Fiction. And and, I'm, and I think I can speak for all three of us when, when I say Sam Jackson was amazing in Pulp Fiction. I've actually never seen Pulp Fiction, I'm going to be honest. I've seen Really? You never saw Pulp Fiction? I have never gotten around to seeing it. I've never seen it. Oh, it is such a great film. I, you, I've been you told many to things. That. I've been told that a lot, you know. Yeah, I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I just know like a bunch of people now are just listening or screaming right now. They're like, are you serious? But yeah, no, I've never actually seen it. <laughs> yeah. Then, of course, Talos uh, decided, to, decided to say, you know what? Screw this crap. Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he just goes, fuck this shit. Puts, uh, puts a couple bullets in Bob, and then all of a sudden reverses because Bob form. Because Bob mentions Gaia, which pisses him off. He shoots him. Gaia gets the code, and she goes to escape. And then she's confronted by Gravik, who... What do you guys say what happens? You want to say it, Zach? He got... Oh, who got... What did Gravik do to Gaia? Yeah. Shot. Shatter, and she turned into her scroll form, and then the episode is no. I'm sorry. Then we get that scene with Vara talking, wanting to talk to Gravik. But basically, Guy is apparently dead, which I hope not because I hope that she went to the machine too and got the is going to use the same power to heal herself like Gravik did when Tails had like like basically cut his hand in half. So I because I just don't want them to have wasted Amelia Clark like that. I know. She's like an actress I've been saying for years should be in the MCU. I got what I... We, like, they announced she was going to be in Secret Invasion. I got excited. I, I just don't want her to be done in three episodes, so I really hope she comes back and she's not dead. I really hope so, too. Dang, we'll I'm also convinced that that Hill, Maria Hill isn't dead, either. Because Kobe Smolders has basically com- made, it, made a comment that makes it seem like she's coming back. Then again, let's not put the carpet before the horse, because as of right yeah. now... Maria Hill, Maria Hill bit the dust a few episodes back, and now Gaia bit the dust. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a very. I say this someone big, tell me what the fuck is going on here because it's a very slob. There's also no Rhodey, which also one thing I do want to mention, like you said, Alex last episode, Rhodey called Fury Nick. In this episode, basically, when Talos goes to confront Bob when they're first confronting infiltrating the mansion, he calls him Nick over the inner on over the comms. He then goes and then he holds the gun like, yeah, nobody calls me Nick, Bob. Basically saying that Bob basically was able to overpower Talos and and was pretending to be him to make to get Fury there to lure him into a trap. But Fury called it out because like nobody calls me Nick. That makes me think but that you know, also you know also here's a big, yeah, no, but also here's another big question. When when the when Fury and Talos confronted Fairbank, they also they also see his son Zachary. Oh, and like, hey, Zach. Hey, Zach, what are you? This is Zach. 
But, he, yeah. but here's the thing. Is he, is he also a scroll or or is he a human? I don't think he knows that that was a scroll pretending to be his father. Because his father it, that is a real person. It wasn't like a person that was made up that, that a scroll turned into and just been living that identity. It also makes me wonder something else, though. So Gaia, Gravik, Talos, they have like human forms. Were those actual people whose forms they took? Or did they just yeah, think reform? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like uh, when Zach, like uh, like like when Zachary was trying to find out the if his father was a scroll, or or or, or it was his real father. You know, just saying. You're, no, what I mean is like Gaia and Talos. They like and Vara. They turn into human. They're human forms. Like, are they like the forms that they take when they're humans? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we know that's what the actors look like. It's just so they don't have to put them in makeup twenty four seven. To save money, I guess. I'm just curious, like, were there were there actual humans on Earth that looked like that before, like, Gravik, Talos, Gaia, like, took their forms? Were there actual people who looked like the, like them? Or did they just mi- think of, like, a person, or did they just think of, like, a, hum- a mortal human form to turn into, and that was it, and there was nobody who looks like that? That's what I mean. I don't know. Like, was there, like, well, like is there another character in the MCU that like, is there another person in the MCU played by Amelia Clark that Gaia took her body, something like that? That's in like one mm-hmm. of those, pop- or is or did she just think? I guess Amelia Clark, or like, just like the physical attributes of Amelia Clark, and that's what she turned into. Like that, that's what I'm wondering. Hmm. But also, just another thing I just want to get real quick. I definitely think that was Rhodey. That was a scroll last episode, apparently Rhodey, because what I explained with the Nick thing. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because in that. Now, I think we're about to get into one of the after credits, well, before the before the credits rolled, but yeah. at the at the very end, when Vara was get when Vara was going to that uh to that safe box she had over in London. The I, safe was, was it actually in London was it actually in London? Because I'm uh it was like a train yeah, it was a London train station. Cause you mentioned like I remember over the intercom it said like the Paddington station. I think that's in London. Which is that's a real yep. station in London. Oh yeah. So so basically, Var goes to get that safe box, box, and then all of a sudden, who does she get a call from? Zach, do you want to know who uh, she got a call from? Uh, who? I believe it's a certain somebody that we all know. Someone Nick who Fury? Been... Nope, someone who we're assuming hmm. is a scrawl. Who called Fury Nick last episode. Rhodes? Yep. Oh, yeah. So that basically this episode confirms that was a scroll pretending to be Rhodey. Now the question is, has this Rhodey been a scroll this whole time? And it because they because remember, like I said in last episode, Marvel has revealed that there is no so not Marvel. The graphics actor whose name I keep forgetting. Kingsley Benadier. Kingsley Benadier has said that there's gonna be a reveal that one per like one like Avenger-like character, like one MC character that we've known for a while is going to be revealed to have been a scroll for a while and that's going to devastate people could it could this have been been Rhodey or did was Rhodey or is Rhodey captured in one of those pod things was this like a recent thing or how long is has this scroll pretending to be to be Rhodey and how is this going to affect armor wars personally i hope that it's not Rhodey cuz i think that's just too obvious i feel like the one we're revealing may be Hill or, or something like that that would be pretty cool to find out oh Hill we've been seeing after say age of ultron after that movie oh it's been it's been that scroll 
And the real hmm. thing on the state. I, I don't know. Oh, I just want to get back to this real quick. The the Dreykov Easter egg. I guess that means to show that since that was 1998, Fury was looking for a Black Widow for a while. Before he eventually found Natasha. Ah, so so I guess he started building the Avengers Initiative a lot uh a lot earlier than a lot earlier than I expected. Yeah, because remember, like he was he he'd been searching for Captain America because he found he was still alive in ice. He was looking for him. Iron Man did what wouldn't didn't become Tony Stark didn't become Iron Man for another twenty years. No, not twenty years. Ten, ten years. Because it was nineteen ninety eight. Iron Man came out two thousand eight. So Stark wasn't was an Iron Man for another ten years. We have no clue when Black Widow and Thor, not Thor, when Black Widow and Hawkeye were recruited. They were just there once we got to Thor and Iron Man 2. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's been, because even we know at the end, since 19, the end of Captain Marvel, he was building, the, looking for the Avengers initiative, which also goes to my theory about, also from last week's episode about, could the Skrull Council been the Council Fury was talking to in the first Avengers? Because I was watching the first Avengers last night. And I noticed something. Remember, they were the ones who sent the nuke to hit New York before Stark threw it through the wormhole to hit the 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 Shatari mothership. Could they have wanted to nuke New York as a way of starting world graphics plan of starting world World War Three? Could that have been why they wanted to do that? And also, they wanted to know where the the, the Tesseract was, which was the Space Stone, so they could find the new planet. Because you also think. The Avengers is what took preoccupied Fury from, and the Infinity Stones is what occupied Fury from helping the Skrulls find a new home. Was his Avengers project? So that makes me think that the <laughs> that the the Skrull Council was who Fury was talking to in the first Avengers. Ooh, you know, Tommy, that that you you could be onto something, man. You could definitely be onto something with this one. Yep, you're like we're figuring shit out left and right with this show. I mean, like we called Super Scroll. Yeah, we called. Uh, yeah, we. What, what else did we call upon? Uh, we, Brody. We called. Yeah, Brody potentially being a scroll, although we don't know. Although we'll find out for sure. Yeah, we did that. Like that scene in the car with Talos and Fury. The, oh yeah, we did that thing. Well, well we we all stopped this guy, and we can say we did that. <laughs> Oh god, they have such a funny banter. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so what are your guys' overall thoughts on the episode? Hmm. Zach, I'm gonna let you go first. What do you think of this episode? I'm gonna go up to six out of ten. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. What makes you say that, Zach? I'm actually kind of curious. Um, yeah. I, I just almost thought they wasted Amelia Clark's character, but I hope that she's still alive. True, because I could have also been a scroll pretending to be Gaia that was working with, that maybe was still loyal to Talos and Fury, pretending to be Gaia to, to keep Gaia safe. And the real Gaia could be out somewhere else. <gasps> oh, you know, that got me thinking. I'm putting that, that theory out there before anybody else thinks of it. I'm putting that theory out there. That maybe the that wasn't the real Gaia and the real Gaia is somewhere else and that was a scroll pr- protect to protect her. Uh-huh. Or or actually maybe something's just got me thinking. Mm-hmm. If Amelia Clark is still gonna be in in the MCU, but not as Gaia, but if 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 if, if, 
if her death was permanent, and, and along with Maria Hill, then could we be seeing her her human counterpart come to the show? Yeah, like I mentioned, like like, like could there be a human counterpart who's who the, who's in one of those pods whose body she took? Or because who- originally, originally we all thought that Amelia Clark was going to be playing Abigail Brand. I actually, yeah, that is true. But she wasn't. So maybe could she be taking Abigail Brand's body or per- and proposing as her? At this point now, we really we don't, don't know. Like I mentioned earlier. So wait, Alex, what is your score for the episode? Ooh. Um, I believe I may have to take this down a peg, but I mean, but it's still a lot better than her. But I may have to give this like like a 7 out of 10 because... Uh, Sure, I was I was really not prepared to see Gaia bite the dust like at at the halfway point. And what I really liked about the episode is the banter between Fury and Talos, and and also was that when Vara was talking on the phone to somebody, uh, he, to a certain somebody that uh that you know. That may or may not be a scroll in disguise. <coughs> a certain machine made for war. War machine? Yeah. Yeah, something along. Oh, so sorry about that. Just had a little tickle with me. had a little tickle in my throat. Perfectly fine. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, I think that's that. Oh and, I uh, think I give this episode a seven out of ten as well, because I'd say out of the episodes of Secret Invasion so far, I think this was like the slowest one. But I like I get it. Like they're building up to stuff. Like you can tell like they're saving a lot of budget. I can tell for the super scroll stuff. I, I can tell that's what they're saving it for. So let's say it's seven out of ten. I thought this episode was a little bit boring. Or at least a little more on the slower side. For like for this show, it's a slowly paced show, but like this episode in particular is boring. But like I'm not because even I'm we're, we're only halfway there yet. So like, like we still got three more episodes left, so this thing could. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because once we hit episode four, we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting on the back end now. So yeah, so now we're at the back half of the season we're getting to, and also but also that, but I I watch this episode over any episode of She Hulk Attorney at Law any day. Like I picked this episode. Oh, any episode. Burn. That show sucks. Burn. I don't care. I openly admit I hated that show. The only episode I liked was the episode with Daredevil. Yeah, and that was mainly for Charlie Cox. I could have gone that whole episode without seeing Jen, and I could have seen Daredevil, and I would have liked it. Oof. <laughs> Sorry then, but yeah. Anyway, I say that wraps us about up. Yeah, but also yep. before we wrap it up, I yeah. think I really liked how how they established uh, the backstory of uh of Nick Fury's uh, marriage with uh Vara. with yeah with Vara yeah and. And I gotta tell you, the the acting coming from both Samuel Jackson and Charlene Woodard, I, I think that's her name. I, I could be wrong on that, but we'll we'll have to fact check that later. Yeah, fact yeah, fact check. Yeah, we may have to do a Google search later, but or or use DuckDuckGo or whatever web browser MDB or, or whatever the hell. We'll, we'll do something with it. Yeah, but anyways, um, so yeah, folks, we we have now reached the halfway mark. And come next week, come for episode four, five, and six in the coming weeks. Three episodes left. Yeah, something tells me I'll, something tells me. really flying by, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, not going to lie, guys. Guys, I think some batshit craziness is about to go down. I agree. So, 
So, Bis, thank you. We have been the Marvel Men Podcast. Yes, and I was going to say, Tommy, you. take us out. Yeah, so thank you for joining us this week. We have been the Marvel Men Podcast. We now have three up. We are now halfway through Secret Invasion. So catch us again next week for a review for next episode of Secret Invasion. Until then, <laughs> we'll catch you on the side of the multiverse. Till then, ciao. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. What? Huh? what what's up? No. <laughs> this just in. I just got to I just got some two breaking news things we gotta talk about. Number one. The the prowler that we've seen in Across the Spider-Verse, he's actually from the MCU. It and was two, the, it was the six one six one from Spider-Man Homecoming. Basically, if those of you don't remember the guy in Spider-Man Homecoming that was wanted to buy something from Vulture, who was played by Donald Glover, who then Peter then interrogated and webbed to his car. He was talking on the phone to his nephew Miles. Yep. But and also, then he also you said that you sound like now, a little girl. Here's now here's number two. We just got a we just got a word that Benedict Cumberbatch is set to return to film some scenes as Doctor Strange next year. Really? Ooh. So what's filming next year? Thunderbolts. That we don't know. Thunderbolts. It could be. And it, a couple other. But it could but... also be possible that that Doctor Strange could appear somewhere in either Blade or Fantastic Four. Calling it now. Fantastic Calling Four. It now. Wait, Fantastic Four makes the most sense because. Because keep in mind, keep in mind, Nathaniel Richards. Doctor Strange has to do with the multiverse. Nathaniel Richards. Kang. Immortus. Kang watch. Ooh, dang. All right, well, I think that will that should wrap this up for this episode. Yeah, 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 that should do it for this episode. Now we'll Tommy, catch you guys up. Right, let's, let's try this again. Tommy, take us out. Yes. So thank you for joining us this week. Now, hopefully for the last time, this is the time I'm going to have to say this. Um, well, we've been the Marvel Men Podcast. We're now halfway through Secret Invasion. And until then, we'll catch you next week for next week's episode. Till then, we'll see you on the other side of the multiverse. See ya. Bye.